Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Wednesday. I want to begin with a concern I express. And I'm not one of those people who wants you to call your senator or your member of Congress every single solitary day. But I've got to tell you, we're at a point where there is something that is absolutely mindless taking place on Capitol Hill right now. I'm talking about funding for the government. Now, I've mentioned this before because this is something that should have been done months ago. You know, (laughs) the crazy thing is, with politicians, they can function in ways that if they were in the private sector, they would have been fired. It was kind of interesting having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. He's been in a role of leadership. He really didn't want (laughs) the honest truth. We were discussing this yesterday. It's kind of a mentoring relationship. And it's kind of cool to listen to him describe expectations and I know two people in this place talking about expectations for employees and how to motivate and you know if if somebody's just not doing the job you've got to come to a point where you've got to say you know this really isn't working only in Washington can you continue to get promoted for not doing your job well if you just absolutely positively suck at your job You can just keep moving up. And this is really a commentary on us. I hate to say that. Because we've allowed these people to continue to move up the political totem pole. And they do things that are just inexplicable, like... The new government funding deal that has apparently been worked out. Now, I'm going to share this story with you, and I want you to tell me, what keyword do you hear in this that should raise a red flag? Key lawmakers announced they'd struck a deal on the framework for funding the government through the end of the current fiscal year, with government funding set to run out on Friday. Retiring Senate Appropriations Chair Patrick Leahy announced appropriators have reached a bipartisan, bicameral framework that should allow us to finish an omnibus appropriation bill that can pass the House and Senate and be signed into law by the President. This reported by Politico. Leahy, Senate Appropriations Ranking Member Richard Shelby, 
and House Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Rosa DeLora are leading the negotiations for a bill to fund the government through the current fiscal year. Shelby reportedly said the three lawmakers' agreement allowed them to begin the difficult work of reaching agreement across 12 separate bills. Actually, there are two red flags in what I have just shared with you. Shelby, hopefully the deal will get done by December 23rd when Congress heads home for the Christmas break. We have a framework that provides a path forward to enact an omnibus next week, according to DeLauro. The federal government is set to shut down on Friday if an omnibus spending bill is not passed. However, Congress is on track to pass a week-long continuing resolution to give Congress more time to draft an omnibus bill. What are the red flags that you heard in what I just said? What are the red flags? Well, let me tell you what they are very quickly. (laughs) This is so crazy. Retiring Senate Appropriations Chair. Why is this old goat putting together framework for a spending bill? The man is leaving. There's no way to hold this man accountable for anything. He's leaving. In a mere 21 days, I guess now 20 days, we will have a new Congress all together. What's the other red flag? 12 separate bills. What is this about, folks? We've talked about this before. The appropriations process, which has not been followed for years, which is to bring the appropriation bills for all of these areas to fund the government separately to pass them and send them to the president for signature. They don't do that anymore. They throw them all together in one big pile of crap. It hasn't stopped, ladies and gentlemen. I am not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. I'm not. But you need to hear what he has to say about... What is happening here? Because he's urging them to wait. Republicans to wait anyway. Here are his comments about the price tag of all of this. Listen up. What they're talking about is adding the baseline, meaning where would we start in the next year? They want to increase it somewhere between 90 and $130 billion. Instead of saving money, instead of cutting back in this world of agriculture and others. And what they're doing is the two people who lead this in appropriations, uh, Senator Leahy and Senator Shelby, will no longer be here in 21 days. They, they did not run for re-election. So there's no way that the taxpayer or the constituent can hold them accountable for what they're about to do. Why wouldn't you wait 21 more days? What they're talking about is adding the baseline, meaning where would we start in the next year? They want to increase it somewhere between 90 and $130 billion. Instead of saving money, instead of cutting back in this world of inflation that we have, why wouldn't we, if we do nothing in a CR, we're going to save ourselves almost $100 billion. That's the hard-earned taxpayer money. And are you going to get a time to read it? They're trying to jam us right before Christmas. 
Why would you ever move forward when there's a change in power in 21 days where Republicans would have a stronger hand? That we wouldn't be talking about adding more money, we'd talk about decreasing. Where would our priorities be? We'd be talking about holding people more accountable, getting rid of the waste, the fraud and the abuse, making sure the Department of Defense has the resources they need to defend themselves. But that's not going to happen here because who, what committee is going to see this? Who's going to bring this up? Or, are two individuals who are leaving the Senate going to write a bill where they add a hundred billion more dollars and individuals going to write it? This is going to be thousands of pages. How would they have any ability? They won't I know why the Democrats want to do it. You've got to understand why the Democrats want to do it. Because if they put on all their direction, all the things they care most about, and we end up in the next year where we can't come to an agreement and you end up with a continuing resolution, all the values that they just put in continue going forward. This is crazy. This is absolutely pure madness. I told you, I'm not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. He's right on this. And they want this to be set in stone because once once these funding levels are put in place, it's going to be difficult to stop this next year from continuing. So if you want to make that call, Make that call now to your senators and let them know no on this so-called omnibus bill. It's a piece of crap. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, if you'd like to join the conversation, Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And on that text line thus far, where do we begin? Vince, you've always struck me as a glass half full which is why I enjoy listening to your show each day. I'm 51 years old. I can't remember a time when this country was more divided. This is House of Cards playing out in real life. Where's the ray of light? I've got my sunglasses ready. <laughs> Love your show, buddy. That is from Scott G. Thanks very much for your text. Boy, I'm so glad you think I'm a glass half full person. <laughs> I don't think so. I really wonder a lot of times... On the retirements pending, as Kevin McCarthy mentioned, it's not just the uh, Democrat who's leaving. It's Richard Shelby as well. So both will not be held responsible. They won't be around to raid through the the crap. Of course, we will, because we get the bill for all of this. And not just us, but our children, our grandchildren. Vince, what you described is the concept of the Peter Principle, where being incompetent, you can fail upward to your final level of incompetence. (laughs) That's D.C. in a nutshell. I love my country, but I do not trust the federal government, which is why it was never intended to be as large as it is. 
and to take on so many things, so many aspects of our lives. That was never the intention. But here we are. So a call, I don't know what it's going to be worth, as I think in North and South Carolina. Of course, you got Lindsey Graham. I'm betting he's going to vote for this. Tim Scott, don't know. Richard Burr, he's gone in January. How do you think he's going to vote? And Tom Tillis. <laughs> this texter said, it's sad to say, but the only way to get our country back is by force. Oh, boy. Don't want to go down that road. Very frustrating to watch, but I wanted to give you a heads up. This is what they're working on. And it's likely they're going to push this through. This is where you have... Somebody like Mitch McConnell, who wants to make sure that we get things done for the American people. we got to keep the government funded. We're not going to shut down the government. We need the government. Can't shut down the government. Yeah. Absolutely nauseating. I want to delve into an interesting threat. And I, I've, I've mentioned before how important it is to pray about the situation that's ongoing with Ukraine. Because I think as time goes on, we're paying less and less attention to this. How about you? Do you find yourself just, okay, that's kind of old news now? But I kind of wonder whether Vladimir Putin, who finds himself now backed into a corner... I mean, this should have been wrapped up a long time ago. I'm still kind of laughing in my mind when I think about whoever that was. We need to find that clip again. There was this official here who was basically mocking the Ukrainian effort to fight back and saying this was going to be over in a matter of days. What's happened? And here we've seen Moscow pretty much retreating. And I'm a little concerned when I see this story in the U.S. Sun and another story reported by the Washington Post about nuclear fears. You know, I think part of what we all get locked into is what's called normalcy bias. You know, obviously, we've not had any nuclear conflicts, thank God. We've been to the brink. What do we have? The Cuban Missile Crisis and for all of the saber-rattling, ultimately, nobody's fired anything. Thank goodness. But I have to wonder at some level whether we could be lulled into a false sense of security that because it hasn't happened, that we won't have somebody desperate and crazy like Vladimir Putin do something that is unthinkable. The headline in the U.S. Sun, nuke threat, Putin readies nuke missile for launch. As Yar's rocket able to strike U.K. and U.S. is locked and loaded in a silo near Moscow. Vladimir Putin has renewed his nuke threat against the West by appearing to ready a nuclear missile for launch. There's video showing a huge Russian Yars rocket able to hit the UK and the US being loaded into a silo based near Moscow. The intercontinental ballistic missile 
Man, I've not used that phrase in years. It's got a 7,500-mile range. And when nuclear-armed is reportedly 12 times more destructive than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. I'm going to wake up in a moment. In Hiroshima. This was seen in Russian propaganda installed in a launch pad using a special transport and loading unit. No indication, of course, of any order for an imminent launch. Why would you even do this now? This is just weird. Putin was seen in late October overseeing the launch of a similar Yars nuclear missile on a mock attack on the West amid high tension in the war with Ukraine. In the drills, Russia reportedly practiced its response to a Western nuclear attack and were aimed at targeting the U.K. and the U.S. Fears have been raised a 70-year-old tyrant could detonate a nuke as his forces face mounting losses in the disastrous Ukraine war. Russia building up to more nuclear showboating as it marks the annual Strategic Missile Forces Day, December 17th. The commander made clear the latest exercise aimed at sending a message to the West with both the UK and US within range. The importance of this operation lies in the fact the missile will be put on combat duty on schedule, he says. The homeland will get another nuclear missile weapon, which will make it possible to solve any tasks at the strategic level. What does that mean? I feel proud of Russia. My country is putting such products into service so the motherland can sleep well. And supposedly a missile base currently undergoing modernization and a revamp. What is this about? Hopefully, it's just empty threats. We hope and pray so. More on this as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast on the text line. Vince, it's freaking cold today. I moved south to be warm. Where's this global warming everyone keeps talking about? Well, it's not here today for sure. I was reminded as I was out walking the dog a little while ago. Vince, the way things are going, there will be less people to pay off more debt. Yeah, that's what's going to happen here. On the vote to fund this omnibus bill that's likely coming up soon, this texter says Scott will vote yes by proxy through Murkowski. Boy, that's real a real sore spot for a lot of people. A lot of people. And you have to understand the way this, I, I don't need to explain this to you, but for those of you who may not understand it, Unfortunately, much of what's going on in Washington is these are people who are bought and paid for by Mitch McConnell. He saved Lisa Murkowski. This woman is worthless as a Republican. She's worthless. I think a lot of people feel betrayed when they see people like Tim Scott go out and vouch for people like this. And the reason is, you know, I get on one level. What's going on? You want to preserve the Republican majority. If 
there would be one or try to attain a majority in this case. So it's a numbers game. You got to prove yourself to be a team player. This texture says the only time Americans are safe is when the federal government is shut down. Yeah. Vince, good morning, sir. What's your opinion on this? Can we ask for our government back? (laughs) Vote back the way it used to be? Or does it have to be taken? Ooh. Vince Tillis and Burr both have spines like water, which always takes the path of least resistance. To expect anything more from these two self-serving clowns is foolhardy. They feather their own nest sufficiently to the point they don't have to care about the right thing to do. They're incapable of statesmanship. Very harsh assessment from Alan out of Gastonia. This texture says, for someone who talks against panic porn, you sure do deliver a lot. (laughs) Vince, we cannot be backed down by Putin's nuclear threats. This is saber-rattling. If we back down, it sends a clear message to China, North Korea, and Iran that they can do whatever they want. All they have to do is threaten the U.S. with nukes. Putin's threats are designed to destroy our support for Ukraine. Pretty much. Why scare us? If someone does something unthinkable, what could you or I or the man on the moon do anything about it? Given a choice, I'd rather enjoy Christmas than worry about getting nuked. Merry Christmas. That is from Dean. Well, the folks in Ukraine are taking this threat a little bit more seriously. Of course, they're closer to the action. And there you have the concern about the potential of, what, tactical nukes? And who knows, as desperate as this guy is, he might very well do something like this. Uh, Companion story, Washington Post, military experts assess the risk of a nuclear strike as small... Pentagon officials have said they see no evidence Russia is making any preparations to carry one out. The threat may have receded further after Putin told Russian journalists that Russia has not gone mad on the issue of nuclear weapons and was aware of the serious implications of their use. We have these means. They're in a more advanced and modern form than those of any other nuclear country. This is obvious. But he didn't rule out using a nuclear device. We are not going to brandish these weapons like a razor running around the world. Okay. However, many residents of Kiev, the capital, the country Russia set out to conquer. The risks are sufficient to warrant at least some contingency plans. Most Ukrainians were unconvinced that Russia would invade, despite frequent warnings from the U.S., and were stunned when the war broke out. Now everyone believes there won't be a nuclear war. But one resident said, if Russia wants to do it, Russia will do it. It's good to be prepared. I don't blame them. Kiev already has a network of nuclear-ready shelters in the form of its subway system, constructed by the Soviets during the Cold War to double as nuclear bunkers. Isn't that clever? including the world's deepest station, which is 346 feet below ground. Did you know this? This is pretty incredible. The province is preparing an additional 425 shelters to serve those living outside the city, equipping them with food, water, and radio equipment. 
and you know this, the shelters will not have room for everyone. And they will close their doors five minutes before any anticipated blast to protect those inside from the radiation fallout. For everyone else, the government has issued detailed advice on steps to be taken to survive. Isn't this pure madness, folks? I'm sharing this with you because for these folks, especially in Ukraine, this is reality. The possibility. This could happen. Here's what they're warning people. If caught on the street, under no circumstances should you look at the explosion, which could cause blindness. Lie on the ground face down, your feet in the direction of the explosion. Cover all the exposed parts of your body. Wait for the blast wave to pass. Note of which way the wind is blowing. Then move in a direction perpendicular to the direction of the wind to find some form of indoor shelter, preferably an inside room. Before entering the room, remove your outer clothes. Deposit them in a plastic bag. Once inside, seal doors and windows with duct tape. Bring a radio. Tune in for advice on when it's safe to come out because mobile networks are unlikely to work. The advice is complicated, and even if followed, the odds of survival are not high. That is a warning from the head of the Emergency Preparedness and Radiation Monitoring Department of the State Scientific and Technical Center for Nuclear and Radiation Safety in Kiev. What a long department. (laughs) They also have, without knowing the size of the nuclear device that might be used, the location where it might hit, it's hard to know what preparations to make. Russia's smallest tactical nuclear device dropped on the center of Kiev would leave large swaths of the city unaffected. A larger device would have a far more devastating impact. Either way, this leader saying there is hope. Even with a bigger bomb, there would be a gap between 5 and 15 minutes between the shockwave and the fallout, allowing time for survivors of the initial blast to take cover. You're not hopeless. You're not facing immediate death. Just thought I'd put this out there because, I mean, this is just a reminder of the world we live in. There is a real threat out there. Hopefully this never comes to fruition. But it's a very serious conversation right now for the folks in Ukraine. Much more as we continue the broadcast. We're going to talk about a couple of cultural issues, literally about life and death. Stay with us. We're back on the broadcast. Over on the text line, we begin here. This is an interesting one. 9-11 attacks erased the $2 trillion the Pentagon had lost, so Biden could erase the Hunter FTX issues with nuclear war until Michelle O can be elected in 2024. Oh, my goodness. All right. On the advice that was given here, Vince, not sure any of this is going to work. In terms of shelters, everything, my advice, get good with Jesus and embrace the flash. Wow, there's an interesting approach. 
Uh, only problem with the shelters, have they been maintained, updated over the years? I don't know. I think I would rather be taken in the initial blast than have to deal with radiation poisoning over the next few days and months. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'd like to be right at ground zero if it happens. God forbid that it does. I think I'd rather put my head between my legs and kiss my ass goodbye. Who would want to live in that landscape afterwards? Yeah. Vince, may the good Lord never allow the U.S. to fall under a nuclear threat with the current administration. I believe they would have everybody under the impression that if they wear a mask, they'll be okay. <laughs> and sad to say, a good bit would believe them. There are some naive people out there for sure. Vince, here's the true definition of the omnibus bill. It's 50 ways to screw the American people over left and right, north and south. This is probably why Rush Limbaugh's first words were stabbed in the back when President Trump signed that infamous bill in 2018. I don't think I've seen him that furious at Trump before. Yeah. No nukes will be used because no one wants to see the Ukraine war end. Not Russia, not the United States or any other country. They just want to make a lot of money by killing innocent Ukrainian people. Something had to replace Afghanistan. Wow. Just a variety of opinions here on the text line. Talk about dark. That is very, very dark. Some of the perspectives and quite honestly, where some of you are and what you've expressed, I don't blame you for your skepticism and concern in certain areas. I want to start talking about some cultural issues. Check out the movie, The Book of Eli. Yes, I have seen that. Apocalyptic fiction. That was an interesting flick for sure. Um, this is a very weird story, folks. I, in fact, it kind of sends chills down my spine when I saw this story the other day. Because you remember I told you what's happening in Europe and in Canada, they're just a little ahead of us. And I say ahead in quotes because it's a reference to the progressive movement and its march toward taking America down a path of moral oblivion. Here's what's happening just north of our border, Canada is actually preparing to expand its medically-assisted death framework to become one of the broadest in the world. A change someone to delay due to concerns vulnerable people have easier access to death than to a life without suffering. Let me just say parenthetically, there is no such thing as a life without suffering. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. And what's really sad is we now have government siding with death. I mean, it's already happening in the form of abortion. But now here we are with people who can be helped, who can be encouraged, who can be put on a path to encouragement and hope. Instead, they're falling all over themselves to offer people options to die. Starting in March, people whose sole underlying condition is, I want you to listen to this. This, this is so heartbreaking. 
People whose sole underlying condition is mental illness will be able to access assisted death. Mental illness was excluded when the most recent medical assistance in dying law was passed in 2021. It's, it's known as MAID. Medical assistance in dying. Now, I want to stop for a moment. Folks, this is exactly what happened. I mean, it doesn't matter what the subject is. If it's marriage, if it's pro-death, these things are regressive. Though they are portrayed as being progressive. Because what happens over time is you take these progressive steps down a road that's very dark. So first, oh, we, no, we, we certainly don't want underlying condition like mental illness to be allowed as a reason for somebody to kill themselves with help. But here we are, a year later. Yeah, we're going to add that now. Do you see what's happening here, the slippery slope? This will make Canada one of six countries in the world where a person suffering from mental illness alone who is not near their natural death can get a doctor to help them die. Oh, my gosh. People will still need to apply and be deemed eligible by two clinicians who must determine whether they have an irremediable condition causing them intolerable suffering and whether they have capacity, whether they understand and appreciate their condition, the decision, and its consequences. Creepy, folks. Hour number two is straight ahead. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on and embolish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast. Interesting, some of the items on the text line thus far. So, Vince, let me get this straight. So people with mental health issues that are so bad they want to die are in good enough mental state to choose to die. You can't make this up, can you? Another person making reference to this law, which is called the Medical Assistance in Dying Law, or MAID, Great, now we can't go into a hospital saying we have it made. Oh, my gosh. You're completely cut off for that one. Might not be all bad, Vince. How long before we can send some of these furries people up to Canada for mental health assisted suicide? (laughs) Come on. Oh, my goodness. This is all about money, Vince. We, the people, have decided not to fund mental health facilities anymore. We'd rather eliminate them than pay for their care. Jeff, sounds like Operation Depopulation is on the acceleration. 
We have wars, pestilence, starvation, despair, and Lord knows what else. But wait, there is more, folks. And, and please understand, I'm, I'm not trying to depress you. I, I hope I don't depress you by sharing the story, but it it really grabbed my attention because it, it just blows my mind that government would participate in the the aiding of something that I think don't we have hotlines set up to try to stop people from killing themselves? And now people with mental illness will be able to say, okay, I'm ready to go. And they're going to be assisted. This is the word from Madeline Lee, a cancer psychiatrist specializing in palliative care, who put together an assisted death framework for her Toronto-based hospital network. Tired of life cases in Canada are happening. Oh, gosh. Dear God. Tired of life. I've become very comfortable with made for people who are dying. I'm less comfortable for expanding indications. We have made so open. You requested for basically any reason. More than 30,000 Canadians have died with medical assistance since it became legal in 2016. More than 10,000 of them in 2021, accounting for 3.3% of Canadian deaths that year. The vast majority deemed close to their natural death. Last year, 4.5% of deaths in the Netherlands, 2.4% of deaths in Belgium were medically assisted. Clinicians and experts are working on a model made standard of care for mental illness for groups regulating clinicians. But some are calling for the expansion to be delayed. Others say the existing system is flawed because people suffering for lack of treatment or supports may access assisted death. So in other words... You have trouble getting help for everything else. Oh, but we'll help you die. How perverted is this? Get a load of this. Some individuals have come forward in local news reports saying they're seeking assisted death because they lack appropriate housing or other supports. The federal agency serving veterans says at least one employee suggested assisted death unprompted to at least four veterans between 2019 and 2022. It's investigating another such allegation, according to a spokesperson. Adding advice on assisted death is not a department service. Some have pointed to this as an example of system abuse. So in other words, you're a veteran, you're dealing with your issues, medical or otherwise, and someone says to you, have you thought about getting help to kill yourself? I mean, folks, you, you, this is crazy. Some psychiatrists opposed to the expansion say it's impossible to determine whether a mental illness is irremediable. Well, duh. A spokesman for the health minister said the government's working with his counterparts to ensure a strong framework is in place when assistant death becomes available for mental illness. A delay would mean people who are currently suffering intolerably would have to continue suffering, according to one Toronto doctor, Justine Dimbo, who assesses patients for assisted death and was on an expert panel on the topic. They need to change Justine Dimbo's name to Justin Dembo. 
Justine Dumbo. That should be her real name. This is crazy. And you're assessing people to determine, oh, is it okay for this person to get help dying? Unbelievable. Dumbo, or Dumbo, expects shortages of assessors and providers due to the stigma and demand attached to the job. You think? Do you want to go work on this project? Do you want to go and work in a place where you're helping people to die? Jocelyn Downey, who's part of the group Establishing Practice Standards, said while some people suffering intolerability might suffer less if they had timely access to treatment or supports, denying them assisted death does not solve the problem. It just means they keep suffering. One person who suffers from anorexia and has to be identified by her initials, LP, hopes to access assisted death when it is available. Without it, she said, she will keep suffering until the illness or suicide kills her. This would just be more dignified. What do you think, folks? What do you think about this idea in general? Are there any supporters within the sound of my voice? I'm, I'm curious to know. Anybody think this is a good idea in general to promote assisted suicide and now to do so with people with mental health issues? This texture says there was a time politicians in the culture at large at least pretended to care about life. Now it openly celebrates death. Yeah. So Jack Kevorkian was the first maid. Yes, he was. At least in this country. Vince, I think your own life or death should be your own choice. If they say they're ready to go, they should be allowed to. What do you want to do? Make a law? It's the exercise of a free society. I don't think the government should be helping people, though. That's another story altogether. If it's terminal, people that want to be taken out of their misery, I believe these folks should have a choice. Mental illness is completely different. Now they're going to use more of my taxes for abortion, for death, suicide, for helping poor to die. Disgusting. Yeah, it's... Folks, it's probably just a matter of time. See, you have to understand all of this stuff is part of the same mix. It is. It's a culture of death. And this is where it naturally leads naturally leads stay with us whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you Over on the text line in regard to this new law coming up in Canada to allow people with mental health issues to get help killing themselves. This texture says this just means of assessing people who don't want help to die to talk them into it like they do with transgender people. Another perspective here. Who knows what suffering is tolerable to a person? 
it's getting more expensive than the theory. Notice the philosophy is prevalent in countries with socialized medicine, where the government decided to take care of you. The reality is, it is getting more expensive than the theory. Remember when Obama ridiculed the idea of death panels? Hmm. If it's terminal, people want to be taken out of their misery. I believe those folks should have a choice. Mental illness, that's completely different. In all seriousness, can you imagine being the person whose job it is to talk to people about assisted death personally? It would pull on my heart to the point where I could not do that job. Who could? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this. This text in the upstate said, I think we should offer assisted death to those in the House and Senate. <laughs> my gosh. Canada's socialized medical program takes so long to access that people who can afford it come to the USA for medical care. Hopefully, their suicide program will take 20 or 30 years to access as well. Sick. How long until the assisted suicide evaluators are caught suggesting more suicides on the right than the left? Well, don't know if we need to go that deep. What in the world? Huh? I wonder just how many people have serious health problems because of you. Yes, because of you. How many people within the sound of your voice on the radio decided to get vaccinated because they held Vince Coakley in high esteem? Already. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness has been replaced by death control and the promotion of dysphoria. Vince, if a woman develops postpartum depression, will she be allowed to have suicide-assisted death? Or worse, worse, would she be allowed to decide for her newborn? Since she would be the legal guardian, suicide-assisted death for her infant. This texture saying it's not a culture of death, it's a culture of awareness and personal choice. If humanity eventually spirals to the point of choosing death over suffering with a hangnail, we'll just have to pray the pendulum eventually swings back to hope rather than despair. Okay. Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. <laughs> this person in the upstate saying, the next step will be mandatory suicide with assistance. I sure hope not. I want to touch on what's going on at our border. None of this a surprise. We're approaching the end. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking toward the end of Title 42 enforcement. So what's happening? What is actually happening on the ground? Well, here we are. This is what's happening. Groups of migrants are crossing the border. These are parties fording the river, surrendering to authorities near the heart of the city of Eagle Pass, Texas. These groups, numbering up to 30 in size, walk from the riverbank, surrendered to Texas Army National Guard soldiers posted in the vicinity. The guardsmen detain the migrants, arrange for their transfer to border patrol custody these crossings are significantly reduced during the daylight hours according to law enforcement sources 
source within CBP says groups of more than 500 are crossing into Eagle Pass between midnight and daybreak. This is crazy, folks. The source says one group of 504 mostly Cuban migrants crossed the river north of Eagle Pass early Monday. Within hours, another group of nearly 300 crossed in the same area. Days earlier, more than 700 migrants in one group were encountered by Border Patrol on a local branch. The source says the flow is constant, and it's expected to worsen once Title 42 enforcement ends by court order. In a Border Patrol processing facility designed to hold a maximum of 1,000 migrants, the source says the number of detainees reaches nearly 3,000 on most days. 3,000. The task of transporting the migrants from apprehension points near the Rio Grande, the soft-sided processing center, it's stretching resources to the breaking point. The source says the need to provide medical and humanitarian care, in addition to processing the asylum petitions, means fewer Border Patrol agents are on routine field duty. By the way, the Border Patrol has now apprehended migrants from more than 150 different countries in the Eagle Pass area. They know, folks. They know where to go. Just walk right across. Forget about applying to come to the country legally. Just cross the border. Find the easy place to cross the border and disappear. Catch and release is what this is going to amount to, I guarantee you. As you know, this immigration issue was one of the big issues for Donald Trump. We have new information on 2024. Trump is the only declared candidate for 2024. Interesting story by Breitbart. A new poll is out with a new leader. What would happen in a potential GOP primary race? Ron DeSantis now leading Donald Trump by 23 points. This is a USA Today Suffolk University poll. 56% of Republicans and right-leaning voters support DeSantis, 33% backing Trump. 60% of respondents indicated they would support a nominee who would advocate for Trump's America's first America first policies, like border security, which we spoke of, and economic nationalism. But they want a different person to be the standard bearer. 31%, so they want Trump to campaign for a third time. In July, that number was 60%. Falling to 56 in October, you see the pattern here. 65% of Republican voters want DeSantis to enter the GOP primary. 24% hope he remains the Florida governor. Among all voters, the poll showed President Joe Biden leads in a potential 2020 match. Biden held a seven-point lead over Trump in October. Trump was only four points behind. Matchup between Biden and DeSantis. Biden trails DeSantis by four. Interesting, isn't it? What is happening in the political realm? But as you know, we have a lot of time to go in this one. Love to get your thoughts as we continue. Stay with us. I want to give you a heads up tomorrow's broadcast we're going to have an expert on on this broadcast to discuss what is going on with our power grid as you know 
one of the recent things that's happening is we have attacks on equipment. It's not just here in North Carolina. Federal authorities concerned and investigating what they see as a pattern of what's happened not only in Moore County, North Carolina, but beyond. We're going to discuss this with an expert on the subject, but also the broader concern about the possibility of an EMP attack. You know, we've discussed this on this program before. Is there anything that's being done to protect our power grid? What do we need to do to make sure that our power grid is protected? Very curious to find out. Over on the text line, on the immigration issue, this texture says, fill the Rio Grande with gators and bear traps. Really? Boy, that's cruel. <laughs> this person on polls, I'll vote for the Republican, whoever that might be in the general. Vince, pick a poll. Morning consult poll. Trump, 49. DeSantis, 31. Everyone else, 2% or less. Let the people decide. The primary, the ultimate poll. Speaking of, do you know whose name is starting to get more traction as we look ahead to 2024? Who might that be? Are you ready for this? Those of you in South Carolina will want to pay special attention to this. Because... I'm referring to your senator. Yes, your senator, as in Senator Tim Scott. He is beginning to gather support. Maybe he's not consciously gathering support, but people are stepping up to express their support for him as a possible presidential candidate. Political as the story, Trump who? GOP senators rave over a potential Tim Scott presidential run. The South Carolina senator isn't committing to a White House bid yet, but his colleagues think he'd have a shot in a possibly tough field. Joni Ernst among them, very excited about a potential Tim Scott presidential run. John Cornyn would advise him to go for it. John Barrasso said, it doesn't get any better than Tim Scott. Even Lindsey Graham, who spent much of Donald Trump's presidency sticking to his side, said he's intrigued by the possibility of a Scott presidential bid in 2024 and wants to see what Tim does before he makes any endorsements. Scott would bring something to the table on day one, according to Graham. Adding his South Carolina colleague has one of the most compelling stories of any Republican out there, and he does. I have a great deal of respect for Tim Scott. I think I may have mentioned, trying to remember what year, was that 2014 when I met Tim Scott the first time? We were both, I think, in South Carolina somewhere, it may have been Charleston, for an interview on Fox News Channel. So we met, I think, before the interview and had a about a half-hour conversation after the interview. 
had a very good conversation, by the way. But I digress. Scott, for his part, is not personally chatty about the prospect of a 2024 presidential run, declining to talk and directing questions to his staff. But his Republican colleagues are buzzing about his massive re-election victory this year, rising national profile, substantial fundraising halls, and cross-country travels for other candidates. And they're happy to talk him up. The South Carolinian carved out a unique lane in the GOP, well-liked by mainstream leaders like Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, but never publicly at odds with Trump world, even when he's offered halted criticism of the former president. And as the only black Republican senator, he would offer his party a compelling chance to build on its long-running effort to boost diverse candidate recruitment by further appealing to Democratic-leaning constituencies. Of course, 2024 is already shaping up to be a tough fight. The opening month of former President Donald Trump's bid, including meetings with anti-Semites and suggesting the Constitution should be terminated, it's not narrow the field of interested candidates. Rather, Senate Minority Whip John Thune said he thinks Trump's latest bout of scandals may encourage more members of the GOP conference to take another look at the presidential run, even those who previously said they wouldn't challenge him. What do you think? Thune says everybody's assessing it, trying to determine how much impact everything has on Trump's viability. But I don't think there's any question it's probably at least caused some people to consider or reconsider or perhaps embolden some. And that's not counting other prospective candidates like Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who actually appointed Scott to the Senate in 2013, and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. It's likely to be some months before the candidates start showing their cards. Scott's colleagues still think he has a shot. Scott is increasing in national prominence and within the party. According to Tom Tellis, I want to see what the first quarter shapes up to be in terms of people. Anyone who's serious about it, probably going to have to make a decision by the end of April. Having somebody like Tim in the mix is positive for Republicans. Again, perspective of one Tom Tillis from across the border here in North Carolina showing support for the possibility of a Tim Scott run for president. What do you think about this? Are you a fan? This texture says Tim Scott, Candace Owens, historical ticket, but Dems would still spew hatred towards them. You better believe it. Wouldn't like that at all. <laughs> Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.